This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. Muck Delivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with Muck Delivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Goddamn the great British weather. Another Saturday afternoon and another match day where we're left twiddling our thumbs once again following the disappointing announcement this morning that the Stags game at Warsaw was postponed due to a frozen pitch. It's Saturday afternoon, it's just gone half past four and for another Saturday and another match day we're left wondering what on earth to do and how on earth we're going to fill our Saturday afternoon. Well the answer is this. Myself and Nathan Edge are going to somehow talk about stags for the next hour. God knows what we'll talk about. We'll probably end up having a debate about which chip is the best in Mansfield. I still maintain that it's Sea Queen. What is for sure though is that there is literally nothing else to do. So feel free to come along and join us. We will try and talk Mansfield Town. We'll talk postponement and we'll try and figure out... A lone squad. More on that as the show progresses. Don't turn off. Get a comment in. Help us out. And have your say on your team. Why? (sighs) Sod it. No idea. Welcome to the show for the fans, by the fans. Why? Because Mansfield matters. And no game on a Saturday afternoon means, well, we're basically stuck for something to do, really. It's horrible, isn't it? Having a game postponed just leaves you with absolutely nothing. The worst, I think it's a lot worse now having a game postponed than what it was when you were at least travelling to a game because it just kills your day. It kills every single plan for a day. What are we going to try and do though? Well, I'm joined uh, by Nathan Edge on from the other side of Mansfield. Good afternoon, Mr. Edge. How are you today? Good afternoon. I was all right, but you, you just woke me up from my afternoon nap. So, um, you know, I was 
Got to try and wake up a little bit now. Well, there you That's go. That's what my Saturday has come to. Yeah, I mean, it, it's shocking. It is. It is poor. I mean, I'm, I'm sorry for waking you up from your afternoon nap. Cam obviously is still in his uh, afternoon nap. In fact, it's student nap. life. I, I don't even think he, he got out of bed. So if you do want to join us as the third Mansfield Matters podcaster. Drop us a DM because, you know, who knows? If he keeps up with these ad- absences on a Saturday, then uh, we, might have to, we might have to show him the red card. In all seriousness... Very well-paid job. Yeah, very, very well-paid. Yeah. Paid with, by our fantastic company. What more could you want? You, absolutely. You know, and to be fair, back in the olden days when we used to do these together, as in in the same room, cake used to be quite a, a frequent thing. And biscuits. Cake, tea. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. Do you know what? And, I've, and I've sometimes just... date night. Yeah. It, oh, d- don't even get me started. Especially when we used to choose a good chippy. Don't know. Let's not go there again. Well, uh, well. Oh. Do you know what? Yeah, it's, it's actually dawned on me that ever since we started doing these podcasts virtually, I've not actually had a cup of tea on the podcast. I've just had juice. So yeah, I, I, I don't think I have either. Actually, it's, 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 that's why we're winning again. Yeah, maybe, maybe, maybe a cup of tea thing is, is superstitious. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I'm not going to play the thing because I can't be bothered oh, to find it. Oh, all right, then I'll play it. I'll play it just for you. There you go. Happy now. <laughs> Let's get into some seriousness. Uh, if you want to get involved with the show, please do. Uh, otherwise, this could be a long hour for me and Nathan, to be honest. Uh, have your say uh, on your team. Are you disappointed about the postponement? We'll be keeping our eye on some of the scores uh, in and around Skybet League 2 this afternoon to try and sort of bring some normality to Saturday, sort of seeing where the other results uh, leave us this afternoon. We're talking games in hand, fixtures in February. At the moment, we remain in 13th uh, position. Port Vale by the way uh, the score of the afternoon so far 4-0 up um, at home to uh, South End the bottom side uh, so results so far for us today going our way we're left with lots of game in hand as well uh, as always feel free to, to get involved with the comments and start sending your suggestions in for the loan squad me and Nathan we did this uh, when you know when we had no games at all back in the summer the best time of the week podcasts where we were putting together little different squads um, today we're going to try and put together at least an 11, uh, if not a squad, of lone players only. So we'll talk through the rules later, but basically any player that's joined Mansfield on loan, um, just on loan to start off with, so they can't have signed for us uh, permanently thereafter. So Ryan Sweeney, George Lapsley, Matt Green, three names straight off the top of the tongue, uh, straight out of uh, out of bounds on this one. So start getting your brains thinking um, and uh, have a little think. Uh, Nath, let's move our attentions, though, to uh, this morning's disappointing news. I, 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 I can't tell you how many swear words came out of my mouth when uh, when I saw the news. I had no words. I was I was deflated. Um, I, I, I was worried about it in the week, to be fair, when I was looking at the forecast, and, but I was mainly worried about the snow. Uh, you know, there was a lot of snow forecasted. I think they have had some today as well, uh, but I think it's more turned into sleep more than anything. But they have had a lot of rain over the last few days as well. So, um, but I never actually really thought about it being postponed due to a waterlogged pitch. Pitch. So, with that, you know, with that news coming, uh, just spoiled it. It's, it's, which in some ways it's kind of a, it's a good thing that we're disappointed because it means we want to play, which means we're obviously playing well. So, um, you know, it's nice to actually. You know, I, I think in a few, a few, a few months ago, I probably wouldn't have cared. I'd have thought, oh, we probably could do with a bit of bit of rest, and it gives us a bit of time to do the business and the uh, transfer window. But at the moment, when you when you when you're playing well and you're you're on a roll, you wanna you want those games to be played, don't you? So, 
um, you know, disappointed in that side on that side of things. Yeah, very much so. And I think, I think it's because a lot of it is due to the fact, you know, that we're on the good run. We we want the games to come thick and fast. But I think also in the back of our mind, and it's sort of showing as I look at the team, the league table at the moment. League two is so unbalanced with fixtures. If we're mm. not careful, we are going to be playing Saturday, Tuesday for the rest of the season, which I guess is great when you're in good form, but. You know, it only takes one or two little knocks or a further postponement to, you know, really, really put the cat amongst the pigeons and really cause a, a bit of trouble. It's a really weird one, isn't it? When you look at the, the you know, the lead table, you've got a, it's on a range. You've got, I think, the full quota of games. It's twenty-seven, isn't it? If you've been able to keep up with them all, uh, and you've got the likes of Carlisle, I think, on twenty-two, uh, a few on twenty-three, then a few with us on twenty-four. Um, so there's a proper mix of um, yeah, of, of amount of games played. So you don't actually know. I guess the, the league table in some ways a little bit false. You don't really know where we are. Um, I guess for for us the the blessing is we just sat in the middle of the table. So we're not at the moment being dragged into a relegation battle, and we're also not up there in the playoffs or just dropping out of them. Thinking, oh, you know, those games are now big pressure games. You kind of uh, at the moment that they're, they're still. As, as they were, you, we can go into them. Um, in some cases, they're, they're, they're freebies because we're not uh, you're going to be dragged into anything dangerous. Let's touch wood at this point. Um, and, and if you win them, then you've got a chance of, of, of gaining ground on those teams above us. So it's a, it's, it's a funny one, but it's what's good is that we're not really moving anywhere. So it could be a lot worse. So in that case, it's a great thing. Like I say, the, the only other negative is... is fixture congestion uh, and as we've said already said over the season so far we've we've been relatively lucky we've only had one one match postponed due to covid you know in the, which was a carlisle game which uh, also had... wasn't our fault either no no so i mean so, so and that was obviously the opposition's uh, issue we've we've been very very good and lucky so far in containing any outbreaks within our squad but you do wonder as the season goes on, you know, I don't think that's going to be the only game postponed for that. I think there will be more at some point. Um, you know, let's hope it's not not us, because that obviously means you, you're sort of missing potentially three games you're going to miss. Or if it is Saturday, Tuesday, you could be missing four. So that's where the backlog starts coming in. But it's going to be an issue for everybody for like, the rest of the season. So um, it's just going to be one of them, really. It's just one of these seasons that we're going to have to... Uh, Great teeth and get on with it. It's a really good way to look at it, you know, being in the bubble of, of where we are, sort of mid-table. There's no pressure on those games. But had it been, you know, a month, two months ago, it would have been a very, very different story indeed, which again is testament to, to how far um, the boys have, have come and how far, how, you know, how the work which Nigel Clough has done as well. Uh, another positive is this um, from Jim, who says, when we played Cheltenham, they had just come off a 10-day break and totally outplayed us. So hopefully we will get uh, the same benefit. Um Steve says, was looking forward to this fixture as it was the first game I went to 50 plus years ago. Um, wrote to MTFC to thank them for their uh, the happy years. Sadly got uh, no response. Um, don't worry about that. You know, everyone is, uh, you know, everyone loves the stag. So don't worry about get, not getting a response. The response is on the pitch and getting the points. Something we mentioned on Thursday's uh, pod, Nath, was, uh, you know, being able to get players... Uh, back in, in amongst the mix you know Ollie Clark may have been available today he'll stand much more of a chance of being available for Tuesday night against Bolton now uh, and also it gives Nigel Clough and his staff 
uh, a much greater opportunity this afternoon to get out to games and have a little look if said players are playing um, at potential targets and potential teams coming up as well. Like Nigel Clough said a couple of weeks ago, if, if a player's playing at the weekend, it's highly unlikely they're going to be loaned out. But, you know, that said, um, with the way loans are working this January with teams, you know, not as happy to send them to the conference, if that makes sense, um, it, it could well change. So a great opportunity this afternoon for Clough and his team to go out and look at players, but also to look at uh, opposition ahead of uh, what is becoming a busier and busier February schedule? Yes, I mean obviously the clock is ticking. There's only um, you know a couple of days left to do any any transfer business. Obviously the, the transfer window closes on Monday. Uh, I think it's eleven o'clock, or I, I'm not sure if it is for our league, but um, I'm sure it's the same as the Premier League, isn't it? So I'll, only 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 reason I say that is I was listening to. Uh, uh, Radio 5 Live earlier for the scores coming in. So uh, they said 11 o'clock. So I'm assuming it's the same for everybody. So, you know, it's not too long now to get those deals done. And obviously he said in his uh, interview midweek that still looking at one or two coming in and maybe two or three going out. Um, I mean, one of those probably was Cook. So, uh, but, you know, so, you know, maybe maybe looking at two in, two in, two in and out, in and out. So, not much time left to do that business, but at least now the fact we're not going to fixture this weekend might just uh, you know free free Clough up a little bit to be a part of those negotiations a little bit more. Whereas today, obviously, all his focus would have been on on Warsaw. So there's that little bit of added bonus there. Um, so it's just it's a bit weird. I, I kind of thought all our business would have been done by now, to be fair. But I think mm. the given the situation, as he did allude to in midweek uh, about teams sort of not wanting to loan players to the conference. So that that, go, that goes for us as well, I think. So it's about getting those players out. He quite clearly said about O'Driscoll, clearly not. He probably thinks he needs a, a loan out. Probably would more likely be uh, to the conference if that was available, but it's not looking likely at the moment. But then you've got the same for other teams as well. You, they're probably holding, waiting to make decisions on their squad. So it's a bit of a knock-on effect. Whether we'll see a bit of a exciting deadline day uh, activity was still to be seen, hasn't it? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Ethan says, I was hoping for a signing announcement today. Um, you never know, the day is uh, still young. It, it could happen, but I highly doubt it now, to be honest. Probably Monday, uh, definitely. I, I would expect to see one more coming, especially with Andy Cook going out, as we mentioned, on Thursday. I'm going to throw the cat, the cat amongst the pigeons a little bit, maybe put my tin hat on a, a little bit as well. Uh, possibly spark a debate between the two of us here actually um, when it comes to postponed games and pitches with no fans and not you know it not being necessary to to have fans there with, with COVID and everything what would your opinion be on scenario A switching a fixture I know a lot of this has happened in the conference you know from home to away even though I know we've already played them at home, um, but it doesn't matter, doesn't matter. Switching the venue from one ground to the other, or potentially playing the fixtures at a training base. Um, I mean, I don't think. I was, I was thinking about this as well about the whole switching the fixture. I think if you hadn't already played them uh, once this season, then then yeah, that obviously would make sense because you've always got the opportunity to do the reverse again. Uh, you know, later on in the season, but I, as I know, you've, you've not got the crowd. You know, you've not got the cr- um, crowd to consider. But you probably would still argue that if uh, you know, say if we switched Warsaw to, to home 
again today. We've had two games at home, and that that is a, a slight advantage, isn't it? Uh, so it, I don't think that would be possible. The only thing I did think is um, I, I think I wish there was a bit more flexibility on sort of when the game could be put on. Uh, you know, whether they could look at it and say, you know, it's penciled in for tomorrow, maybe. Uh, tomorrow afternoon, you know, Sunday afternoon doesn't really make that much. I know we've got a game on Tuesday, but it's still it's been done before where you played Tuesday and uh, Sunday and a Tuesday. Well, it's interesting that you uh, say that because obviously the Bolton game on Tuesday, which was postponed, uh, I saw an article flash up somewhere that Bolton had actually turned down the opportunity to play it on Wednesday. Yeah, so that's what I mean. It's this. I don't know. I just feel like there should be a bit more flexibility around that initial, um, you know, date of being postponed uh to, to maybe fit it in there because it doesn't matter to, to the fans as much um I, I i guess it's not a massive issue at this moment in time because we isn't it february i think if, if it wasn't for the rearranged bolton match we actually haven't got a midweek game we so had there are some harrogate players. and the last the last tuesday right, was end, a yeah. full fixture but yeah you're right yeah so there are a couple of, of blank tuesdays in there so at the moment it's not panic stations where we've got loads of uh, games to catch up on i mean you know you look at for example maybe you know carlisle they yeah they probably are worrying a little bit more they have got to get more games uh, fitted in somewhere throughout the uh, you know the rest of the season but for us we're not at that stage yet um so i, I guess there's probably no need to to panic just yet but i don't know i think it's probably more from our i think from us as fans we just want to see the games play don't we i think two games in 20 days uh just seems like forever yeah so i, I think mean, we're probably looking at it in a completely different way from clubs i guess they've got so much to consider uh logistic wise and you know even though you'd like to say it's just easy to get the game on they've probably got to do so much you know red tape to go through with health and safety and getting things permitted to go ahead with the fa and stuff and all the, the covid stuff as well surrounding yeah, that so... which is a, a bug and i guess the biggest bugbear would be i think log- logistics is the main thing obviously because you know uh, you look at um potentially uh, moving uh you know fixtures from from a to B, like I mentioned before, lots of teams in the conference have switched the fixtures around so the home game becomes the away game and vice versa. That's not an option for us because obviously we've already played them at home and then like you say, there's a potential advantage there of playing them at home twice. Um, the other thing for me was, was obviously thinking about um, you know, switching the venue to, to like a, a training ground, which I mentioned. But actually when you take into consideration the logistics there, in principle it's a great idea because you know, it's the opportunity of, say, for example, at the RH, there's three grass pitches there plus uh, a, a 4G, which you can play a game on. And if it was a question of just playing a game um, and, and, and playing for the result, I don't think that would be an issue at all. It's, it's the whole thing of, well, actually, if we were fans and we found out that, uh, say, for example, there was a statement and it said, uh, Mansfield versus Warsaw will now play, take place at the RH Academy uh, Sunday at 11 o'clock. However, uh, due to this, uh, it will not be broadcast on iFollow. We'd all be fuming. <laughs> yeah, uh, this, you've got that. You've got the press rights as well. So whether they're going to have the facilities there to uh, enable the, the media coverage that you know co- contracts have been paid for. So you've got that aspect. Uh, obviously you're not even allowed to play games on 4G hence why Harrogate had to rip their pitch up and yeah. start again while they were playing at Doncaster for a while and then you'd have Warsaw saying well actually we've had a chance to train on 4G if they don't have that facility 
unfair advantage. Um, and then you've got the whole COVID thing. We're, we're talking about our facilities at, you know, the RH, but you think about other clubs in the in the league, they're, they're not going to have anything close to that. So uh, to also ensure, when you think even at the home ground, we've had to separate training, uh, changing rooms, having to get changed in the Kevin Bird suite, etc. So to think, uh, if, if you to expect a... Uh, you know, training ground to have the facilities. It's probably, you know, it's just not likely or realistic, is it? So, as much as we'd love to just see the matches go ahead, um, you know, I'd, it's just not going to be a realistic or viable option, is it? If we, if we're totally honest, no, it's not. Uh, which is frustrating because we just want to see football. I guess <sighs> absolutely, and I think that's the thing. The main thing that's the main thing which has annoyed us today is the fact that there is such a long gap between fixtures, and we just want to see us play, especially with the form we're in. Let's have a brief look at the fixtures for February, and then we're going to uh, have a little bit of a different chat, and we're going to do our lone uh, squad. Keep your suggestions coming. In. I've got the phone here. I'm not ignoring the comments. I'm just saving them all for uh, when we get the uh, the when we get to that section of the show. Uh, keep them. Uh, keep them coming in for sure um, and we'll take you through the rules of that very very shortly indeed but uh, having a look at February's fixtures and obviously uh, second Tuesday night at uh, the rearranged game with Bolton at the one course stadium uh, and then Saturday the 6th Forest Green Rovers also at home then Saturday the 13th Colchester away Saturday the 20th uh, Cambridge at home Tuesday the 23rd is Harrogate away and then ending the month Saturday the 27th with a trip to Morecambe uh, so at least two opportunities there Nath to uh, to pencil this uh, the fixture missed today with Warsaw in and having a brief uh, glimpse ahead to March I would expect this rearranged uh, fixture with uh, with Warsaw to be sandwiched in to uh, to that February fixture schedule surely yeah I mean surely the the idea would be to get the game played as soon as possible because you don't know what's around the corner. You don't know, um, you know, if, if the weather's going to take a, a turn for the worse and we get more snow, uh, you know, later on in the, in the year, uh, whether, you know, we get more outbreaks of COVID within, within football. Uh, it seems, you know, touch wood, it seems to have settled down at the moment. There doesn't seem to be many games postponed due to uh, COVID outbreaks. So, um, you know, it's, at the moment, that's obviously a fantastic thing. So, it seems just to make sense to get the games played now whilst uh, whilst we can, so get it penciled in, rather than p- get them piled up at the end of the season. And, you know, that's where you could start having, a, having issues. So uh, whilst we've got a, you know, a, couple of blank week, weeks in 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 february get the, get it get it get it played yeah absolutely um lots of fixtures in there busy month for us um with that game i'm sure which will be scheduled in there as well a uh, great comment from jim get your thoughts on this one nath how about uh, a pre-designed uh, pre-designated sorry neutral ground in case of postponements couldn't we have played at one of the other birmingham grounds today it's a thought isn't it i mean um because we're talking, I, I think, just, sorry, I was just going to say, just obviously, um, to move it, it would, to be able to broadcast it and stick with the iFollow stuff, it would have to be at, a, at least a football league stadium. Yeah, I think you'd have to have that. I guess the, the, <laughs> the only challenge you got with that is it's a short notice of it, isn't it? Um, we're only being called off this, this morning. Yeah. And you're never going to really get a game called off any earlier than that unless it's COVID and obviously it's a different situation you just couldn't play then regardless so um, I, I, unless it was something already you know pre-arranged pre-agreed that if this game was due to be called off I mean they can obviously see the weather forecast coming up so they 
yeah, you know, if if I if I knew in the week that it was a, it was a doubt, all right for different reasons, snow, but that's still snow turns into water, so whatever, it's gonna it's gonna be wet out there, so there's gonna be an, a chance that the game won't go ahead. If if I can predict that, then I'm pretty sure the uh, the you know, professionals in the game can. So if they um, can can uh, sort of preempt it a little bit, like uh, you look at what Solihull and Notts County did uh, last week or the week before. They switched their fixtures, they announced it a few days earlier. I know it's just talking about a switch, which is probably easier to do, but they just knew that their game was probably, their, their pitch was probably not going to be playable at that point. So they put plans in place. So you could always do that for a fixture like today. Uh, you know, there's a chance the game isn't going to go ahead. So let's say, you know, I, I don't know if Birmingham are away today. Well, Birmingham's probably not a good example because they've got Coventry playing there as well, haven't they? So, but another team in that region. Uh, they're not going to be playing today, so a backup plan. If that pitch isn't playable, we look at Plan B, and everything hopefully would be in place for that. Do you know what I That's- think? I think it's a great shout because, like you said, both clubs knew about um, about the the weather. Everyone knows about that. That's looking at it. Um, the referee uh, it got called off this morning for the same reason why our game got called off early against Bolton to prevent us travelling. Um, which which is I suppose a positive because you know it means we can make alternative arrangements etc. But you know if if it's looking in, and it gets to that point where let's say um, nine o'clock it's not going to be playable. Um, but let's say Aston Villa is for example is uh, um, they're away. I don't know if they are or not, but I'm just using them as an example. They're away. Their pitch is is perfectly fine. Cause it's it's good standard. It's big enough to. You know, to to work with the COVID restrictions, uh, all we're going to do is we're going to kick it off at uh, five thirty, and then mm. I, I think that I think that's a a fair enough chance for both teams to make those different travel arrangements with a little bit of a fund in place from the EFL to subsidise, you know, those late travel changes um, in place, which you know really would work actually when you you, you look at it because later on in the season. You know, like we're saying, Carlisle only played 22 games, and there's a couple of other teams that have played a small, a smaller amount of games as well. If they have another COVID outbreak or another couple of postponements, they are going to end up playing, you know, Saturday, Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday. It would actually be a really good way to to combat that and and get football back to a level playing field. Yeah, it would. I mean, we, again, we're probably thinking we're probably being, um, which is unusual for you, you Craig, but we're probably being <laughs> optimistic here. Yeah. Um, you know, especially you in your in your thirties. Yeah, you know, you know, pessimistic Craig and all that. But um, I I think as from fans' point of view, we'd love that just to get the games going ahead and and probably the players would as well uh, to get the matches on. But uh, as we sort of touched on earlier, it's it's the red tape and uh, all the log- logistical sides that uh, would probably put uh, an end to ideas such as that. You know, you've got you've got the parents, so, you know, the, the owners of the grounds who will probably be, you know, again, I'll go with the example you made, Aston Villa. Well, if uh, we have a game there, you've probably got their groundsman having an absolute hissy fit about us playing on that pitch when they've got a, a Premier League fixture, you know, maybe tomorrow or in a few days' time and, you know, ex- extra games on that pitch. So you've always, you know, as much as we think that would be a good idea, it probably certainly at this point for the fact that it's only, we've only got two games to catch up on, you know, it's not. We're not at panic stations at the moment, but you would think later on in the season, at least, if uh, if you get into that point where you, you you're thinking, oh, where are you going to fit these games in? 
then if you had any more postponements, you'd like to think then surely there'd have to be a plan B to do something to get those games on somewhere. Tongue-in-cheek, if you want me to talk pessimistically, um, we've dropped down to 14th due to the latest scores at the moment because every team uh, beneath us, bar the bottom three because they're playing teams around them, um, are within. Uh, so that gap uh, in terms of terms, teams below us is, uh, quote, is closed quite significantly now. Um, Stags on 32 points as it stands. Um, Harrogate winning uh, 2-1 they're on 30 points so uh, the gap's closing a little bit so pessimistic me tongue-in-cheek talking there but I'm going to ignore that for now Uh, time for something a little bit different time for a little bit of fun and this is where we need your guys at home help Uh, if you listen to the audio version of this where were you come and join us on the live feed turn your notifications on uh, on social media and you'll uh, find us uh, on there I was thinking earlier, Nathan, this all originated because I was playing football manager to try and kill a little bit of time, uh, and I was one or two players short in my squad, so I thought, I've got no transfer budget left, I need to use the loan market. And I was thinking, could we, on the show this afternoon, make at least an 11 completely comprising of loan players? If not 11, or if not a squad, if we can make a squad of 16. Now, a couple of rules in place for this. The players uh, who were on loan uh, only can only be in the team if they had a loan spell only. So, for example, the likes of Ryan Sweeney, George Lapsley, Matt Green excluded from this because they ended up making that loan stay permanent. Um, likewise, um, Reese Day, um, he had a loan spell with us. Adam Murray, loan spell with us at one point and, and then came back on a permanent, if they ended up playing for us on a permanent contract at any point in their career, even if it was in a separate spell, null and void, okay? Um, Unfortunately, from mine and Nathan's perspective, a lot of our picks are going to be probably from post-noughties, which is why we need your guys at home, uh, we need your help to try and uh, sort it out and come up with a bit of a team. You jokingly said in the chat, that this would be easy. We were talking a little bit off air before we started, and you're not so uh, not so convinced now, are you? I mean, I, I did put easy-ish, which we all know that means easy. No, not at all. It's yeah. not like when we say we're coming on at six thirty-ish, it means we're not coming on at six thirty. Correct. So, yeah, you've got to take that ish uh, very seriously in that message. Um, <laughs> and, and I'm also going to point out I've not done any research whatsoever. <laughs> so, as I said, my Saturday has been completely uh, comprised of napping so that's about the amount, as much thought as i put into this so well, we can, uh, can understand that interesting can understand that because obviously you're trying to get those naps in whilst you can so. and the fact that i ended up watching a film at 12 o'clock last night not realizing it was three hours long and i really liked it what so film was it it was saving private ryan it's a great film <laughs> to be random, fair it's a great film it's a great film, it's a great film. right let's let's not talk about films this is not the <laughs> film club and uh, this is not movies matters although Great podcast name. That, I love it. That's yeah. Like, Spin-off series. Sunday. Yeah. Why not? I mean, there's literally no else to do at, at the moment, so why not? Um, Lone Squad. Goalkeepers is an open field, I think, Nath, really, in some respects, um, because we've had lots of different uh, goalkeepers over the years. Um, my suggestion, though, would be David Groff. Ah, oh, it's not a bad shout. Um, I got, I, I've got two. I don't even know if one was even alone, uh, or actually if it was any good. I don't know. Um, it doesn't necessarily it, matter if they were any good. Let's get that out there because if we're talking about, not, I thought we were trying to pick the best team we could of loan players. Well, all right, if you want to make it hard for us, then yeah, we are. But well, I thought that but, was the point of the game. I mean, surely. We, all right, then let's go. Let's go with that. That's fine. Let's go with that. 
Let's right, go with yeah, that. Let's do it. So, um, was it, is it Jordan Smith? Have I got his name? Yes. Right? So he was one, and the other one was Dimitar Evtimov. Yeah, Dimitar Evtimov. Yeah. So both isn't of them. He's doing all right these days, isn't he? High yeah. Up in the league. I can't remember where he's now. I'm gonna have to have a have a little look at that. I have to have a little he had Google. A spell in the Forest first team as well. I, I, yeah. I'm before he, sure. I think he might have got sold. Jordan Smith is still in and around the Forest first team. I think he's second choice now for Forest. Um, yeah. Dimit, I'm going to spell this wrong as well. Dimitar, if it, oh, no, there it is Bulgarian footballer. Um, let's have a look at his Wikipedia page. Uh, it's loading up for me. Wikipedia, Absolutely, to be 100% accurate as well. Um, club information CSKA Sofia at the moment. Um, on loan, played 10 games on loan for us 2014 15 season. Uh, also lo- had loan spells, a uh, one-game loan spell at Port Vale, signed for Birmingham. Uh, Accrington Stanley, I think, is where you're referring to Who when he they? had a decent s- spell. Um, yeah, so, uh, yeah, that's that's a great shout to be honest. I don't know who, who I'd pick between those three, to be fair. I mean, for me, David Groff um, is going to be my, my number one choice for that, purely because, you know... I can't believe it's 10 years as well since he came in. 10 years ago, the FA Trophy run. During mm. that run, he only had a short spell with us, but he was absolutely phenomenal. None more so in those two games, uh, the two legs with Luton. Yeah, I mean, that probably could get him the, uh, the starting place just for them, them alone, couldn't he? <laughs> couldn't it really? Uh, I, don't, I can't argue with that one. I mean, I kind of... I, I thought uh, that he was uh, here... Per- he'd signed permanent, as in on a short-term contract. So... Uh, never even crossed my mind to be fair, so that's a, a really good shout. I'd, you know, if we were, if we were, at least a tiny bit organised, we could have done some sort of stat poll on this, couldn't we? But uh, we're not. So never yeah, mind. exactly. Um, please feel free to suggest some more in the comments if you uh, wish to do so and suggest some names. I know a lot of you have already. I'll go through back through some of those when we're when we're struggling a little bit. Um, but the reason I remember that David Groff and uh, was only a lone player for us is because he would have played in the FA Trophy final but didn't because his loan spell expired the oh, day before Wembley and Notts County or the FA I think no I think Notts County to their credit would have extended it but the FA wouldn't allow it because Alan yeah. Marriott at that point was back fit and you could only have loan spells if the keeper uh, was out injured so uh, yeah so David Groff for, for the goalkeeper now any ch- any names that you want to chuck in at right back again l- remember lots of mine and Nathan's choices will be post noughties yeah I couldn't I don't think I could go back any earlier than that um, I can't remember if he ever had a permanent contract or even if he played right back actually I know he was somewhere around that area but Kieran Freeman do you know what this is no word of a lie I've that's the name I've got written down at right back. Genuinely, there we go. genuinely. <laughs> Jobs are good. I mean, he's the only really one that sticks out for me that's played, um, you know, in in that position, and has been on loan. I'm trying to think of any other loan players we've had in that. I, I mean, it's not. I've not just narrowed it down to him being the best. I can't actually think of any others. So that's probably mainly the the main reason. Yeah, I mean, the only other one that springs to mind, um, he might be a contender for centre back now. Um, but again, we're trying to choose players that were relatively decent for us, which is probably why he's not going to get chosen. Um, would be Steve Cook. You remember him? He's I think he's at Bournemouth now in the Prem. I, I, I rings the bell. I didn't even know we had him on loan. To be fair, yeah, very very was he brief in the conference under David Lonesworth. Yeah, one one of the many signings. One very brief loan spell and was absolute trash. 
Um, yeah, he's Kieran Freeman though for us uh, on loan 2014-15, so uh, same season um, as uh, Dimitar Evtimov. Uh, again, he was on loan from uh, from Notts Forest, and I believe I might be right in thinking that he's obviously he's part of the the, the club have played for all three Nottingham clubs, but I think he's one of, if not the only player to play in consecutive appearances for the three separate clubs. He was he played for Forest in one game, then played for us, and then his next loan spell was at Notts County. And so he's the consecutive games he played were us, Forest, County. Mm. Weird so, one. Good stat. Yeah, well there you go. I like it. Yeah. So we'll we'll put we'll put him in there at right back. Uh, any choices for centre-back? I'm going to have to start Googling some of the names you guys have put in the chat. If, to help us out a little bit, put positions as well with your with your names if you if you can. Yes. Uh, that would be really, really helpful, especially for those players um, who were pre-noughties and we can't really remember uh, that much. That would be uh, much, much uh, appreciated. Um, yeah, so any choices for, for centre-back, Nath? There's an obvious one, and I think you'll also have as well, but you could also go into midfield so it's debatable but uh one is Connor Shaughnessy again he's the name which I've got written on my piece of paper and genuinely we, we haven't um <laughs> we haven't uh confirmed on this one we haven't discussed it at all um oh great shout from Ethan uh Jamie Sendles White can you remember him I can <laughs> where's he these days I don't, I, you know, I'm doing a lot of googling whilst I'm doing this keep talking yes yeah. well I'm just uh I'm just trying to think. Was it wasn't he left back though, or did he just have a, uh, a couple of games there? What, what was his, uh, you know, original position? I'm trying to to rack my brains now. Yeah, seems uh, like forever ago. Just says defender on his Wikipedia. Um, he's cur- out, currently it? playing for Aldershot, so his career's not gone great. Um, no, 20, 2014, he had a loan spell from QPR after a. All our players are from 2014 at this point. Absolutely, it's a 2014 just, squad. Just whip, out, just whip out that squad, and we'll just we'll just go for that. There we yeah, go. Just put that entire squad in. Yeah, <laughs> trying to find it where where it's talk, where it's talking about uh, is Wikipedia talking about his time at us? But uh, there we go. Uh, on 20th September 2013, Sendles White joined Colchester on a one month loan, but failed to make an appearance. He then went on to join Mansfield Town on loan again in October 2014, and had his loan extended the following month. Um, Sandals White made his Football League debut 11th of October 2014 at Fratton Park in a one-all draw away at Portsmouth in League 2 he went on to make seven appearances before being recalled by his parent club in uh, December so a very brief loan spell for him Um, but he's a contender mainly because choices at um, centre-back are very limited mainly due to the, the rules which we put in place we're basically probably going to have to just go sort of three at the back, one right back, one centre back, one left back, aren't we, really? <laughs> no, I'm, I'm putting in a rule that it has to be a flat 4-4-2. Okay, is that, is that the rule, is it? Yeah. Um, I did have another centre back earlier, but it seems to have... Um, I've, I've lost track at the moment, so I'm intrigued to see who your partnership might be. I mean, I've written Jamie Sendles white for now, um, along with Connor Shaughnessy, even though Connor Shaughnessy played more for us in centre mid, so it depends how loose we're being with the rules. I had one. Um, in fact, I've got I've got one who, who would definitely get in. Ben Futcher. No, he wouldn't get in for you. I'd I'd rather have a cone there. 
You'd... Oh no, sorry. I, I got. I was thinking of Ben Turner then. All right, Ben Futcher. Yeah, Ben Futcher, yeah, as no, in Dave's assistant. In ben, as in Dave's assistant, Ben Futcher. Yeah. <laughs> no, I was I, in my head then. I was thinking, why would you want him? Is it not counting? He's shocking. But yeah, uh, mixed mixed player up. Yeah, Ben Ben Futcher. Jeez, uh, I, I was I was panicked there. I thought you meant Ben Turner. No, uh, Annie was a permanent signing for us, I think, as well. So it wouldn't count. Uh, Futcher on loan. I think it might have been from Berry. I think it might have been Dave who loaned him to us at the time. Um, in the f- conference years under Coxie, playoff season, had a couple of months with us and then got recalled, um, as I do believe. Um, so he might be a contender to put in there. I'm going to write his, uh, his name down at sort of outside of the lineup, which, um, uh, yeah, uh, outside of the lineup, which I've uh, gone for. Uh, at the moment, I've got Sean C and Sandals White. We can always come back to it. Let us know in, in the comments uh, about that. Uh, UK, you said that they had to be half decent, um, which is why I'd, I've not included this name, but it's an absolute blast from the past, and I hope I get his name right now. Um, one of David Holdsworth's <laughs> many signings on loan, Sheffield United, he had curtain blonde hair, Maxime Shannot. Oh, what a player. <laughs> Can what you remember player. him? He was on par with Fraser McLaughlin oh, in God. his ability. Oh, dear. <laughs> Darren, Darren says, that for context, I've just tuned in. What the hell are you discussing? We are trying to... <laughs> because, you know, we've, we've spoken about the game being postponed. We, you know, um, we're dragging it out a little bit. We're trying to put together at least an 11, if not a squad, entirely of lone players. At the moment, we've just about got a back four. But on the basis of the rules being they can't have had a permanent spell after a loan spell, so that excludes Ryan Sweeney, um, uh, Matt Green, uh, George Lapsley, etc. And they can't have had a permanent spell after a loan spell or vice versa. So Adam Murray, for the same reason, is also exempt from this. Um, Nathan then added the rule in that they had to be half decent to make it a competitive squad which is why Maxime Shannock, for me, I think, is, is just gone. He's just out of there. Oh, what a player. Absolutely. Uh, so we, are we happy to go with Connor Shaughnessy or, and Sendles White, or do you want to save Connor Shaughnessy for the midfield? Well, I, 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 the problem is we've got to discuss a left-back, and I don't actually have one. So unless you have one, I'd be tempted to put Sandals White left-back. For some reasons, I feel like he's played there. Um, and stick Futcher and Shaughnessy in the centre. I well, do have one, and it's over to you. And it's an absolute winner. Conference winning left back on loan from Luton. Played about four or five games for us to cover for James Jennings when he I think it was James Jennings when he got injured. Greg Taylor. Yeah, that's that's fine actually. We're so we're good. We've got a left back. There's no arguments for that one. So go back to oh, my original question then. Are we moving Shaughnessy into midfield? Yeah, go on then. Whilst we've got, we've got, uh, we've got two centre backs, aren't we? So, uh, and let's let's be like, if we ever get an injury, you've got the versatility there. We can stick him back there, can't we? Absolutely. So, so uh, let's move on to that midfield then. So so far we've got David Groffingole, a back four of Kieran Freeman, Ben Futcher, Jamie Sandals White, and Greg Taylor, midfield. Now I'm going to come to some of the uh, the comments now because a lot of people, especially the older ones, and I think we've got to add an older name in there. Otherwise, it's just show it's going to be a uh, you know, a, a naughty squad. Um, a lot of people saying uh, Duncan McKenzie 
um, who could uh, play as a striker or on the left wing. Um, Alistair Shanks says Nicky Piper, flying winger uh, from Leicester. I have to be honest, when I was putting my squad together, Nath, right wing was the, 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 the side of the pitch that I was really struggling with. Yeah, and I'm thinking you'd, you'd think we'd probably have quite a few names for that area of the pitch because you you tend to with your with your, your lone players you tend to get your sort of young players and and that sort of area is probably where you'd like a, a young quick player. So you think we'd have a few that would impress in that position? But I'm thinking about it and I actually can't can't pick too many out either. So we might have to go with one of the oldies that we don't know. So where we need Simon? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, the old man of the podcast. I know you're not far behind him now, but yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, it certainly yeah. helped with that. Ethan, though, in the comments has just come up with a right shout. Ready for this? Yeah. Jeffrey Monacana. Never heard of him. Can't remember Jeffrey Monacana. When did he play for us? Oh, God, I'm going to have to Google it. I'm sure. See, I can't remember him too much because... <laughs> did he notice? Like... He definitely noticed. I think he was a Murray signing. On loan from right. Brighton, I think. Uh, yeah, Jeffrey Monacana. So let's let's bring him up here on the uh, on the old, well, very truthful Wikipedia. Here he he's is. Not managed to stick in my memory very well. So. Twenty-seven years old, um, currently playing for um, uh, a, a overseas side which I can't pronounce. Um, had numerous clubs to his name. He was on loan from us from Brighton. In 2015, and made six appearances. I think that's the point. I wasn't involved with football. My short period of spell where I didn't follow football for a little bit um, after losing my sight. So I'm going to use that as an excuse. Going to play the blind card. <laughs> Never heard of him. Yeah, I'm also going to. I'm going to play the the working card and and didn't go as often then and. Uh, him i might put him on the bench uh just i've put him outside the squad just because you know we might need to fill it um i can't remember whether he was any good or not um i think we're gonna have to go with um purely based on the suggestion that he was a out and out winger i'm gonna go nicky piper for the right wing just to fill a yes. slot sounds good also, I had another one for right back and could have potentially played right wing, which was Luke O'Neill. But then I remembered we actually signed, he was a permanent signing and not a loan signing. I think he'd got released by Leicester and he wasn't on loan. Might be wrong. I hope I'd have to, yeah. I don't think I he think was on loan. I think you're right. I'm sure he played, I'm sure he was a yeah. permanent signing at some point. I think the central midfield, I think, is um, a very easy one. Obviously, we've already put Connor Shaughnessy in there. Uh, however, he could well. Um, lose his place because the obvious one at the moment flying in the championship just signed for I think he's just signed for a championship side in Preston Ben Whiteman absolutely that's how it's got to be the first name hasn't it really for uh, lone players that we've had in that that position so uh, yeah definitely I'm trying to think back to our 2001 uh, 2002 promotion season uh, it was was Matthew Piper a lone player as well? Oh, I can't. Do you know what? That might just be be before my time. I'm going to have a look now. Matthew Piper. Uh, let's have a little look. Matt Piper, former professional footballer and current coach who played as a winger. I'm guessing that's who you mean. Winger. Yep. Uh, on loan 2001 to 2002, eight games on loan from Leicester. 
He was a good player. I remember that. Um, it was just well, I'm just trying to throw a na- another name into the bag from earlier earlier on. I know I'm not. I'm still in the noughties, but I'm going back as far as I physically can remember myself. I mean, uh, I'm just putting I'm player. putting two and two together, and I'm thinking that the person who said uh, Nicky Piper in Alistair, I wonder if they mean the same person. Because I have no idea. Because Matt Piper was on loan from Leicester. And he's saying that this Nicky Piper was on loan from Leicester. I've never heard of them. Oh, it, it, yeah, I've not it, heard of Nicky Piper. I, I obviously I know, I obviously know Matt, Matt, Matt Piper. That's why I put it in there. But yeah, I, I'm gonna. Do you know what? I'm maybe. gonna. I'm gonna cross Nicky out on the basis that I couldn't. When I did a bit of a Google, I couldn't find anyone a footballer called Nicky Piper. Um, so I'm gonna put Matt Piper. I'm gonna put him on the right wing. We've got Ben Whiteman um, in centre midfield. Now the question is. We'll have to debate this, I'm sure, once we've filled the midfield. But next midfielder for me, central midfielder, we should have signed him on a permanently. Um, easily, Timmy Elshnick. Oh, that's a good shout. That is a very good shout. And that's making, uh, that's making it a bit... That's making it difficult, really. Should we... Um, can we not go 4-5-1, go you know, we might have to because I'd be struggling. I would, I would be struggling to find a second striker mainly because of the rule that we can't have Matt Green. <laughs> I've got a second striker to be fair, but um, oh, that's a good shout. So I don't know what to do. I, I, I'm, I'm tempted. If we're going to go with the rule of a decent, decent team, let's uh, let's put Sandals White on the transfer list. Put Jonesy <laughs> back there. Get Elsnick in the middle with in, with with Ben Whiteman. That's uh, it's a good midfield that. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, it is a it is a good midfield as well. Um, well at least bench bench uh, Sandals White. Yeah, Lee bench Sandals White. Yeah. So I'm gonna yeah I'm gonna cross now I'm gonna cross Sandals White out and put Connor Shaughnessy in there and uh, move Sandals White to outside of the squad. God, this is harder than what I thought it was gonna be. I thought yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, a couple of suggestions have just come in. Talking of that oh one oh two sort of uh, era, um, Scott Sellers. Oh, what a player! And Ned Kelly. Now, uh, David Kelly, of course. Um, can't quite remember where he played, David Kelly. But I know Scott Sellers played left wing. Yeah. So, and I don't have a left winger. I mean, the only one I had, and I was would be reluctant to put him in my side anyway, was George Grant. So I've happily crossed him out and put Scott Sellers. Yeah, uh, I agree. I think uh, Ned Kelly might have been a defender, possibly. I, m- I might be wrong. Um, let's have a look. Might have found his Wikipedia. See, this is what happens when you have a podcast with two people who are predominantly post noughties. Um Let's have a look. Is it the right one? Ah, now you see Ned Kelly. It's not coming up as a loan here on uh, his Wikipedia. He was a forward um, for us. Scored four goals in 2002, 17 uh, starts, 17 games. Um, yeah, it's not coming up as a not coming up as a loan spell that one. Uh, so, yeah, he's out then. He's yeah, out. two weeks later, I accepted a, a offer of a three-month contract to return to the English League in the third division with Mansfield Town. So, uh, unfortunately, Ned Kelly is out of that one. But Scott Sellers... On the technicality that I saw, but... It is on the... T- it rules is. Rules rules. Absolutely. Those, you know, rules are rules uh, are in place now. Uh, I'm just going to have to check for the same reason, uh, the Scott Sellers um, viability as well. Was he on loan or was, or was he, uh, you know, a permanent sign-in? Oh no, 
Don't say this. No. Yeah. Let's change the rules. <laughs> Might have to bend the rules just for this for this one. <laughs> Uh, I mean, we can't if we're not doing it for Kelly, but... Well, that's it, exactly. Uh, no, uh, he was a permanent signing for us, unfortunately. So, by virtue of that, Scott Sellers, I'm going to ru- I'm gonna have to scrub out. What if... I don't know, we, we're we going to have to find another winger, aren't we? We're, gonna have to... we're just going to have to stick George Grant in there and hope that somebody in the comments comes up with a better alternative. Uh, well, people are suggesting George Grant for centre mid, so I'm happy to stick him on the left left hand side just to fill a gap. Yeah, keep uh, him however, out of the way, yeah, Ethan but... has said, was Ashley Hemmings on loan, the left wi- left midfielder, not Kane Hemmings, Ashley Hemmings. Yeah, I remember him. Yeah, uh, he, he, he. I think I'm when he, I remember it. He, quite promising, wasn't he? Yeah, uh, I do have another one, but uh, it, then it will depend on uh, the rules of whether we're, we're allowing it or not. Um, I'm going to have a little look at the Ashley Hemmings one first, though, uh, to see if he was a loan signing. If he was, that's problem solved. Um, no, he wasn't. Permanent signing. <laughs> so that's that one out the window. Um, yeah, 2016 to 2017, 16 games uh, was a permanent signing for us, unfortunately. So we can't have that one. Um, oh, so- um, is it? Was it Alex Janine? Oh, no, he was a permanent signing as well. And okay. he was a left back. Thankfully. Yeah, so, I mean, we said we were going to go with the strongest one so do you know what I'm just I'm gonna have to go George Grant George Grant who missed a penalty today as well for Lincoln yeah Flash I used to call him I could have many debates on that but we'll go George Grant for now mainly because we're struggling on that side to uh, to think of one um, and we're not gonna we've been determined not to to break our own rules or should we just stick Stephen Quinn out there for <laughs> Technically, he's on loan. Um, he is. So, but we and we didn't we didn't make any rules about um, whether they could be current players or not either. But imagine no. the daftness of that as when we read out the team picking a player who has played one game for us <laughs> over a player who just because we don't like him that much, he's consistently playing in League One right now. I mean, it would be a bit <laughs> harsh, wouldn't it? It would. Let's move uh, to uh, the the front pairings um we've still got to try and squeeze duncan mckenzie and o'neill donaldson in there as well somewhere as well um tyler walker is the obvious choice for center yes, forward and obviously. was one of the first names on the team sheets the rest is, is is open for debate the last lot in the team is open uh to debate um obviously you know we wanted to try and get it a little bit older we've got uh, we, we've got a couple of old names in there at the moment but uh we're gonna have to try and get duncan mckenzie in there somewhere i think yeah, probably. Um, the only other name I've got to throw into the mix, Louis Malt. Yes, I remember Louis Malt. Yeah. I remember, uh, ah, no, no. I'm sorry. We're going to have to kill that because something in the back of my mind is saying that Louis Malt had two spells with us and I can't remember if his second spell was a permanent spell or whether it was another loan spell. I will really? check. I, will... I, I didn't think we had him. Um... Permanent at all, but um, I may be proven wrong then. I will check that. It's very annoying because ha- the only other guy I've got. However, uh, I'm going to put Duncan McKenzie in the side because uh, Duncan McKenzie, uh, striker, and he was on loan, uh, two loan spells for us, 1969 to 1970, and then 1972 to 73. Um, a total of 16 games and 10 goals for us on loan from Nottingham Forest before a move. Uh, to Leeds United, so uh, not a bad return, that, is it? That, that's that. Ten goals of sixteen games. Yeah, I think we'll we'll go along for that. I'm going to Google this old O'Neill Donison fella. I mean, 
anyone that's over the age of you know 40 uh, is going to be just absolutely screaming at the the sets uh, and the podcast at the moment uh, or not knowing who they are but I mean we have been saying we need to you know obviously Cam just he's, he's non-existent right now so we're saying about you know we need to obviously get in the we're in the transfer window ourselves for a third podcaster yeah. well maybe we need a bit of experience to balance it out a little bit I mean I'm also going to say this I think I'm going to stick him on the bench this O'Neill Donaldson because for context for me and you Nathan for the younger ones uh amongst us uh, O'Neill Donaldson uh, born 24th November 1969 uh, was an English a former footballer who started his career at Hinkley United uh, was loaned to us in 1994 so I'd have been three um, at the time um, from Doncaster Rovers uh, and scored six goals in four games oh not bad it's not a bad return is it no not at all I mean I'm, I'm almost tempted now to change the whole shape of the team and go with a 4-3-3 uh, to get rid of Matt Piper because we're not sure about him, to get rid of George Grant, to move Connor Shaw well, well, into, well, well, into a midfield I'm three. I'm sure about Matt Piper. Well, I'll go, I'll go with it then. Um, so here we are. We've finally uh, somehow put a, a squad together. And I'd, I'd, uh, yeah, this is... It's... Yeah. It's, I, I'd, it's disappointing where we just apologize to all the viewers and listeners you know yes this is what happened when a match gets postponed so yeah you know, the next time it comes up as, as breaking news on the uh you know mansfield town uh, official networks yeah you know you know what to expect yeah exactly i mean if you didn't know what to expect already after four series uh hello uh you know this is this is what we are but let's have a little run through our lone 11 well, the rules were, to clarify, that he had to pick a loan player who only had a loan spell, so he couldn't have then signed permanently. So Ryan Sweeney, Matt Green, George Lapsley, etc. were out. Nathan then added in the rule that they had to be half decent, which made it harder. Um, and then the rest was just a free-for-all. We went with a flat 4-4-2, and this is the side which we came up with. David Groff in goal, a back four of Kieran Freeman... Ben Futcher and Connor Shaughnessy with Greg Taylor at fullback. A midfield of Matt Piper, Ben Whiteman, Timmy Elschnick and reluctantly George Grant because Scott Sellers wasn't a loan signing. Gutted. Front two of Tyler Walker and Duncan McKenzie. And then on the outskirts of the squad, we had O'Neill Donaldson, Jordan Smith, Dimitar Evitimov, um, Jamie Sendles-White, Jeffrey Monacana and a few I'm sure there's a few more that have been suggested in the comments as well thanks very much for all your suggestions Nath if you saw that lineup you know pop up on today's starting lineup on a graphic you'd hope it was postponed wouldn't you <laughs> oh yeah I mean maybe um we haven't decided on a manager, though. Do we go for a, a caretaker manager? So obviously not well, Yeah, I mean, well, that's easy, isn't Richard it? Cooper. Richard Cooper. It's, yeah. That's sort of job done. Oh, dear. On behalf of myself and Nathan Edge and the youth of Mansfield Town supporters, to all you long-suffering, I mean long-suffering fans and those players who I'm sure were class in the 70s, 80s, etc., I can only say one word. Sorry.
Like Nathan said, this is exactly what happens when a game gets called off. Please, God, let it never happen again. Fortunately for us, though, that has, though, met uh, Nathan Edge. The objective of uh, today is to somehow fill an hour with Mansfield Town theme content. So go us. Yeah, I have no idea how we've managed to even get close to doing something like that. But, um, yeah, I'm, I'm very proud of that achievement. Absolutely. Well, let's turn our attentions uh, to Skybet League 2 then this afternoon. Obviously, we didn't have a game. Uh, Warsaw away postponed. We've dropped down to 14th in the end, so we remain on uh, 32 points. Although a lot of sides uh, underneath us have caught up a little bit of ground. Um, however... The only ground which for me mattered anyway was that between 23rd, because I'm a pessimist, relegation zone, and where we are. Uh, and it remains the same. Grimsby and 2-1 today. South End, result of the day, by the way, absolutely hammered away at Port Vale. 5-1 in the end. Um, in terms of above us, um, gaps opened up a little bit more now. Uh, there's now a six-point gap. Newport County dropped to seventh after being uh, beaten 2-1 uh, today uh, however number of games in hand so it doesn't really matter but like you said at the top of the show Nath the comfort blanket is that we're in this protective bubble at the moment in the middle of the table and if you want even more of a bonus um, we're in 14th Port Vale in 15th they've played 27 games we've played 24 so we've got three games in hand on them they're on the same amount of points surely we're going to widen that gap back up at some point <laughs> It's crazy because just um, two weeks ago, I think it was only us and ourselves that had played. We'd basically played more than everybody else in the in the you know in, in the league, and it's uh, changed around very quickly. Now we're one of those teams that have got games and over uh, a lot of others. So um, I was looking at the league table just before we came on came on air actually, and uh, the um, I kind of looked at it in a optimistic way. Believe it or not, Craig. Um, really? What's optimism? I've no idea what that is. Uh, we'll, we'll try and uh, hopefully by the end of the season, you've you grasped it a little bit. Uh, but the most important thing is, I know a lot of those teams below us have actually won today. Um, and I think there's quite a few teams on 32 points with us now, actually. So uh, it's quite sort of tight in the middle of that table. But the most important thing is those bottom two have uh, you know failed to, failed to win. So that the most important point is we're no close to the relegation zone, so it doesn't really matter. And actually, if, if those teams below us have, have won, that means those teams above us haven't. Correct. So actually, you look at it now, and that they might be the results you want, as long as it doesn't, as long as it's not those bottom two closing the gap, it doesn't really matter, uh, because uh, as far as we're concerned, we are looking up at the moment because we're playing well. Um, so if those teams above us start dropping points, then that's that's given a chance for us there to you know is there for the taking so i'm uh, pretty happy with, uh, with with those results even though it makes it you know we, you, you can look at it now and think well you know if we lose our next game and those teams below us win we could drop a few a few you know three or four places which doesn't make the league, league table look anywhere near as good uh come the end of the season it doesn't matter if you finish you know eighth ninth tenth or 21st you don't get anything different you don't get any extra money in our league uh it's just basically a position 
So that makes no odds. What matters is how close you are to the playoffs or how far away you are from the relegation zone. So I'm happy. Yeah, absolutely. And a further bonus to that as well, if we're looking uh, downwards, uh, talking about games in hand, I mentioned the, the massive glut of games in hands over Port Vale, who were placed beneath us in 15th. Uh, we have got two games in hand on both Grimsby and Southend, who are, of course, currently in the bottom two. Uh, let's run through, though, those full-time scores in Skybet League 2 this afternoon and take a look at the current league standings after this afternoon's round of fixtures where me and Nathan, because of the fact the Stags couldn't play, were forced to come up with our own little uh, thing of trying to put together a lone squad. <sighs> So the Stags against Warsaw was postponed this afternoon as we know. Full-time scores in Skybet League 2 were as follows. Bolton Wanderers 2, Leighton Orient nil. Of course, Bolton come to the one Course Stadium on Tuesday night in that rearranged game. Elsewhere, Bradford 2, Barrow 1, Cambridge 3, Crawley 1. Carlisle back in action after a long, long break. They were 1-0 winners over Exeter. Goalless between Forest Green and Cheltenham while Stevenage were 2-1 winners away at Grimsby, the bottom side. Harrogates were winners 2-1 over Newport County, so a little stumble for a Newport side who have dropped massively out of that uh, top three. They were leading the way uh, at one point. Now they've dropped to seventh from the team to be, to be caught. Uh, so Harrogate 2, Newport 1. Uh, Morecambe 0, Tranmere 1. Oldham 2, Salford 1. Should check on Cam, make sure he's not crying. And the results of the day, Port Vale 5, Southend 1 in the uh, in that game. So the Skybet League 2 table, Cambridge lead the way at the top on 45 points. Carlisle in second on 42, Forest Green in third, also on 42. Playoffs is made up by Cheltenham, Tranmere, Morecambe and Newport. Newport in seventh on 40 points, 6 ahead of the Stags who sit currently in 14th position on 32. As Nathan mentioned, a couple of teams on the same amount of points as us. Port Vale in 15th, also on 32. Scunthorpe in 16th, also on 32. 17th, 18th and 19th, Bradford, Colchester and Bolton on 31. Harrogate in 20th on 30. Then it's Stevenage in 21st with 25. Barrow in 22nd on 23. Grimsby in 23rd on 21, Southend a point behind them in 20th. The Stags have two games in hand on the bottom two, have three games in hand uh, on Port Vale in 15th, and a couple of games in hand on teams above us. A couple of teams also above us have games in hand on us, so it will, of course, work itself out. The Stags next in action on Tuesday night uh, as the Stags welcome Bolton to the One Course Stadium after a lengthy gap. And all we can hope for in that one, Nathan Edge, is that uh, the extended break, like it did for Cheltenham uh, when we played them in the FA Cup a couple of weeks ago, just gives us a bit of that fresh energy to sort of get at them early doors and give it a good go. Yeah, I'd agree. And it gives a chance for players such as Ali Clark to come back as well. Hopefully he'll be fit. So um, you've got, got to look at it in that aspect. I mean, you've got to look at it as a as an opportunity to have a rest and then come out all firing. So let's hope we, uh, we, we manage to do that.
The views there of Nathan Edge. He'll be back with us on Tuesday. Make sure you come and join us too as, fingers crossed, we finally get a game on the Stags. Welcoming Bolton Wanderers to the One Course Stadium. Who knows? If there's uh, weather warnings, maybe we could try and find some alternatives because I'm sure if you've managed to make it towards the end of today's episode, you'll be hoping that we don't do another lone 11 or another 11 beginning with the letter A or something like that soon enough because, let's face it, we had to fill Saturday afternoon somehow. We need football on our tellies. We need football, actual football in our lives. We miss ranting about performances, trying to debate who was going to be man of the match. God, who'd be man of the match in that lonely 11? Doesn't worth, it's not worth contemplating, is it? Make sure you join us on Tuesday night from uh, 6.50 as the Stags welcome Bolton to the One Course Stadium. All that's left for me to say is enjoy the rest of your weekends. Cross your fingers, get your lucky horseshoes, your rabbit's feet and pray that football does go ahead on Tuesday night. Join us as we continue to follow the journey. Why? Because Mansfield matters. And look on the bright side, at least we didn't debate chippies. Sea Queen for the win. Good night. days are great but there's nothing quite like playing at home the same goes for mcdonald's maximize your home ground advantage with mcdelivery order now on the mcdonald's app at participating restaurants 18 plus serving times delivery fee and terms apply see mcdonald's.com hi i'm daniel founder of pretty litter did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain i learned this the hard way after losing my cat gingy so i created pretty litter a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered. By fans.